have landed on the one and only podcast where you'll learn about the people and places that inspire life-changing travel. This is Dramatic Travels. Hello there, my friend. Aaron Schlein here, and welcome to part two of episode 12 of the Dramatic Travels podcast. Coming right up, we're going to have the second half of my chat with Lisa Dornfest. I was in Sacramento. She was on a boat in Sri Lanka. We had a fantastic conversation. Back in part one, you heard the first half. If you haven't listened to that yet, go ahead and go back and check that out. Then come back and see us here and listen to part two. Going to have a quick word from Flight, our nonprofit partner, and then we're going to dive right into part two of my chat with Lisa Dornfest. Every student deserves a chance to expand his or her global education, regardless of where they come from or how much money they have. I believe this to be true, and so does Flight. Flight is a nonprofit organization that empowers students in underserved communities through transformative travel experiences. Flight was founded in 2015 by travel author and blogger Matthew Kepnes, better known as Nomadic Matt. Since 2015, Flight has sent three groups of students to Mexico, Cuba, and Ecuador, and they're in the process of selecting their next school partner for a trip this coming summer. Flight was built with the support of donors who believe that travel can positively change the trajectory of one's life and create more well-informed global citizens. I encourage you to visit DramaticTravels.com slash flight. There you'll find links to join the flight community and donate to this fantastic organization. Now, flight is spelled F-L-Y-T-E. So that address again on the web is DramaticTravels.com slash flight. All right, Dramatic Travels family, we're back with Lisa Dornfest, who's joining us this afternoon from Sri Lanka. It's actually 9.30 a.m. in Sacramento, where I am, and it's... What time is it in Sri Lanka, Lisa? 10 p.m. 10 p.m., so you are just about on the complete opposite side of the world, at least time (laughs) zone-wise. So, God bless technology that we can just have this chit-chat today from opposite sides of the world. Feels like you're in the next room. I love it. Lisa, I pulled a quote off your blog, and I'm going to read it to you, and I want you to comment on it, please. It says, living my dream is not always unicorns and rainbows. Sometimes it can be a real nightmare. Tell us what that means to you, please. Well, so often people, you know, think, oh, you're out you're living your dream and every day it's just wonderful. And, you know, life happens wherever you go. And we've touched on that a little bit. You know, there's relationship challenges. There are, you know, breakdowns on the boat, you know, the need for, you know, the captain does most of the fixing, of course, and, you know, the need to fix and keep this boat afloat. Um, There are, you know, plans, as we say, for sailors are drawn in the sand in a rising tide, so our plans always change, and we need to be nimble, and we need to respond to those. But sometimes it gets, you know, can get really, really dark out here, and, you know, I'll have this moment of like, oh my god, I just don't feel like I can continue, and then I think, okay, well, let's look at all of the different choices you have, and I realize that I have many choices, that this is my dream, that the sea has never let me down, that I want to be out here. And then I just get over it and keep going. Um, You know, I could stop this tomorrow and I could go and do a lot of different things. And 
you know, I, I believe that if you live in the first world, you've got choice. And so face your problems knowing that you've got choice and that you can be doing a lot of different things than you're doing if you're not really happy with what you're doing right now. And I think most of us have experienced dark moments. Hopefully you understand what where Lisa's going with this. Lisa, if you could, can you share a specific tactic that you use to overcome these dark moments? Because your, your situation is rather extreme. I, and I'd really love to hear how you deal with these dark moments without necessarily the support system around you that, that many of us the lux- that have that luxury at home. A lot of it is, is good self-talk. Um, you know, again, you know, kind of going through what are the different things that I could be doing and, you know, what are my choices and do I want to be here? But I've also built a really good support system here. I certainly have, you know, the captain on the boat um, as a good support system. I have my friends in the anchorage. Um, blogging has helped me develop a really great community of, you know, like-minded people that are also, you know, kind of traveling and, uh, you know, are, are nomads. And I've developed a really big virtual community that's also offered me a lot of support. Um, you know, so again, it's, you know, the people that I'm sailing with, the people in the anchorage, the people in the virtual anchorage, and, you know, my friends and family at home. I mean, you know, I really... I'm amazed by the people that used to travel before there was, you know, the internet and Skype and et cetera, because those people were far more isolated than I am. I'm not, I really am not isolated at all. That's amazing. <laughs> I have my friends, I have my family, I have, you know, the internet, I have the, you know, these, this great community of people. And, um, I, I feel anything but isolated. In fact, actually isolated would be good. And some of my happiest moments are, when we unplug and, you know, when we do a long passage, we just finished a long passage from Thailand to Sri Lanka and we were offline for eight days. And um, basically all I can do is, you know, download weather, weather with our sat phone or, you know, tweet out a position report with, a, you know, 140 character. Now, I guess it's 280. You know, here's what's going on. And that is awesome. <laughs> so isolation is awesome. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. But man, it's it's really remarkable kind of when you when you describe it that way that, <clears throat> excuse me, even, even in, in your lifestyle with sailing, you know, circumnavigating the globe, you're still really not that disconnected. It's like, where do we have to go? Where, <clears throat> excuse me again, like, where do we do you have to go to outer space to like completely disconnect from the world? Is that going to be, you know, maybe is it a couple years from now? Am I going to be chatting on the podcast with someone who's you know orbiting the earth just to get away from, away from mankind? Totally. So one of the things that we're doing, where do we have to go? We are going to a place this sailing season called Chagos, where it is British Indian offshore territory. And you can pretty much only get there by a sailboat. And, you know, really, we can only stop there because we are passage making to Madagascar. And so we're an in-transit stop. And we will be there from the time that we leave the Maldives for 30 days no connectivity. Again, we do have the sat phone. If something is, uh, you know, tough, we can still, you know, tweet out, you know, a position report, but basically we're pretty much isolated out there and we'll be from the time that we leave the Maldives until the time that we arrive in Madagascar for 45 days. And I can't wait. (laughs) So I'm just curious, do you know of any stories where a boat has been saved or lives have been saved because of Twitter? Um, I cannot 
think of a specific story, but I do know that, you know, one, there's the whole, you know, coconut telegraph, but two, in Twitter, um, there is a, a boat that I follow um, called, uh, I think that their handle is at Big Dumb Boat. And they do share, you know, information um, when there's um, passengers that are lost at sea, they will actually put it out in their Twitter account and share it with people that are on tweet, you know, update, you know, have you seen this boat, blah, 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 blah. And they get it from another network. I'm not quite sure where they get it, but I'm always aware of it on, on Twitter. And, you know, boats have been found and um, people have been found. Sometimes people have unfortunately been lost, but um, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's remarkable. Cause I just, just, th- this, I was really just applying that to one of my personal fears. I love the, the concept of sailing, doing what you do in concept to me sounds wonderful, but yeah, to me, it's that fear. It's the fear of death, man. It's just being out there, whether yeah. it be being capsized or lost or starving to death or, you know, there's a variety of things that could happen. I'm sure a lot of those fears might be suppressed if I actually knew how to sail, which I don't, but, but, <laughs> well, but I love know, hearing about that stuff. And again, you know, to me, it, it, I think that this is also something that I probably put on my, my blog, which is, you know, it's, it's when the fear of not doing it is bigger than all the other fears, you do it. And that's what got me out of the office. And that was what got me on, on, on the boat. And um, that's what has me living this life. Um, and I, again, when I tell you, when you face those fears, it's just like all of a sudden they just become very small. But they were life sizes before I faced them. <laughs> so... Yeah, well, you finally achieved some perspective that is is very, very difficult to achieve. I know I, I work towards it. I know I need perspective, and I know I need to just take a step back and take a deep breath sometimes. But man, that deep breath is, can be harder to come by than it than it seems. Absolutely, it it is huge, and I can appreciate what it is to face those things because I've certainly faced them. I mean. I, I could do a whole podcast just on facing fear. <laughs> and, and perhaps someday we will. So let's talk, let's, let's shift gears just a little bit. Let's talk about your blog. Cause I, I definitely want to direct uh, my listeners to your blog and what can they expect to read? What, what sort, of st- what sort of things are you sharing? What are you excited about right now? Uh, really? My blog is, is truly really just sharing my travel adventures and sharing stories of places that I've been um, and of the people that I meet Uh, the places that I see, you know, trying to really just bring the world home um, to people that aren't on the road. I think that, you know, my audience is probably a mixture of people that just aren't having this wonderful opportunity right now that haven't seen these places. And then the then there's the sailors that are, um, you know, potentially looking ahead to where they might want to go. Um, and then there's, you know, some of the other travel bloggers, uh, again, that, you know, sharing either inspiration that I got from them and now I've arrived or, um, you know, inspiring them to go to places that they haven't gone. Um, so it's really, I, I think, three different audiences, the, 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 the homestead, the sailors and the travel bloggers. And um, those, those are my communities, I guess. And it's really just, you know, putting out there the world that I see. And I guess that, um, my blog, I, I always try to kind of keep it on the, it's a beautiful world. 
Um, and it's a small world and here's all the good things that are out there just waiting for you. Did you know that you wanted to start a blog when you, you began your sailing adventure? Uh, <laughs> actually, everybody's like, oh, are you going to start a blog? And I was like, no, you know, I, blog I, schmog. Not, so I uh, have yeah, blog schmog, not interested. In fact, I did not blog the entire time that I did my Atlantic cruising. And I did not blog for the first year of my Pacific adventure, although I did start to photograph then. And really, it comes back to that whole thing of creating community. I felt a need to build an anchorage. During our first year in the Pacific, um, we were a little bit isolated. Um, I'm far less isolated now than we were when we first started out. And so I created my blog really just to connect to people. Um, to be able to connect again to people from home to let them know it was up, to connect to other sailors, you know, where are you guys right now? Here's where we are. And then to just connect with a larger travel community because during that first year, we really spent a lot of time alone. Um, we don't do so as much now. Um, I think that we've just, um, you know, kind of linked into a community. We've been sailing with a, a community for quite some time now. Um, and, uh, so I'm, I'm far less isolated, but I love the blog now so that I do it. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And definitely dramatic travels family, check out Lisa's blog, read about her adventures and circumnavigating, excuse me, circumnavigating the globe. You can check her out at lisadornfest.com. That's L I S A D O R E N F E S T.com. Awesome, Lisa. We're definitely going to be checking out that blog. And before we go, I've got a, some rapid fire questions. I really want you to share some travel knowledge with our folks out in podcast land. Can you just, besides your blog, can you just tell us how you capture a good way to capture travel memories? And you have a tip for using that effectively? Um, I, I think that the best tips that I would have is, you know, what do I do? I go out and take a shitload of pictures because uh, I really enjoy film and uh, digital, I guess I should say. I don't have film anymore. I take a lot of um, pictures. I do a lot of journaling uh, um, in preparation to write a blog. I am actually having a bit of a challenge right now personally because I tend to be so busy traveling that I'm not capturing those moments as I go. And I think one of the things that I've actually learned that I need to do more often is to capture the moments as I go. That said, I also don't let my blog get in the way of my moment. And so if it means that, you know, I'm putting out, you know, writing a bunch of posts while I'm in Chagos and, you know, maybe posting them every couple of weeks after that, that that's what I do. Um, it's really about doing it for the love of what you're doing rather than the likes. Um, it's about spending time in the field, less time online. Um, and it's really, you know, it's, it's funny. So I have a, tr I have a photography mentor, uh, Pete DeMarco is his name. I absolutely adore him. And, you know, he kind of says, you know, put together the stories before you enter the field. And I've been trying to execute to that. <laughs> I haven't had any success with that. Although I love Pete and he's an awesome mentor. Um, I really 
I just write when I'm ready to write and I, you know, put together things when they come to me. And sometimes I'll be silent on the blog for a month or two. And other times I'll be like, blog, 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 Instagram, Instagram every day, you know, Twitter, 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 you know, it just depends. I just go with my flow and that works for me. Go with the flow, people. You're literally going with the flow, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. The flow and the wind. So, Lisa, what is this? Yeah, what is this? the wind takes me. You bet. What is a specific lesson or a skill you've learned in your travels that helps you navigate everyday life? If there is such a thing as everyday life for you. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, it's, it's so funny. Before I went sailing, I used to live very much in the future. Fear, 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 fear. In the past you know, oh, thinking about what I said, regret, regret, regret. I now totally live in the moment. And it's not like some, you know, feely thing. I really live in the moment because that's the only way that you can live out here because our our plans just change every day. And, you know, you set out with an idea and it doesn't happen because of weather or because of, you know, chaos going in the places that you're visiting. And, you know, um, you know, just even just different ideas about the way that we're going to live our lives. And so I really am living in the moment and it is a great way to live. Um, because you know, the, the past is behind you, the future is yet to come, but the moment is right now and you might need to, you know, change course just to keep afloat. Living in the moment might be one of the most challenging skills known to man. <laughs> And you know something? I used to hear about it all the time. And I'd be like, what? I could never, ever, ever do it until I got out here. And then it was just forced upon me. And now it just is. Now it just is. That is, that is so refreshing. I can, (laughs) oh my gosh, you've got me, you've got my mind a racing, Lisa. (laughs) I like to think I've got a handful of decades ahead of me. What am I going to do with them? And what are you going to do with them? Dramatic Travels family. I hope you're as inspired by this conversation as I am. Lisa, can you introduce the Dramatic Travels family to a travel-related book and tell us why it's so special? Oh, wow. Okay. Travel-related book. Well, okay. The first travel-related book um, was written by a gal named Behan Gifford. Um, She is also sailing around the world with the family. um, And... uh, She's sailing around the world with her three kids and has actually written a book about voyaging with kids. And to me, the gift that the families that are out here that are sailing around the world with their kids are giving to their kids is just, you know, irreplaceable. Um, they are educating their, their kids by taking them out into the field. And, you know, Behan's written this book on how to do that. And she wrote it with a lot of other sailing families that are out here, you know, kind of telling, you know, how to homeschool, how to get your kids here, how to, you know, live life at sea with your family. And um, I think it's an amazing book. Uh, give the gift of travel. It's priceless. Well, and I appreciate you sharing that book. And I also appreciate you teasing an upcoming episode of Dramatic Travels. Behan Gifford is actually going to be on the podcast. Oh, yay! As, uh, and... <laughs> Just full disclosure here, Lisa referred me to Behan, so that's going to be just a super awesome episode coming up in about six weeks or so. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. In fact, actually, so how did this all start? 
you had um, had Nicole Melikon on your show, and I listened to her podcast with you. I, I, I know Nicole through blogging, and I wrote you, and I said, well, you know, you said that you kind of do a family show, and, you know, I'm not a family, so why don't you interview this woman, Behan Gifford, because she is an amazing person, and she's traveling with her family and then you said well you know you've got a pretty interesting story i'll interview you too i'm like oh yay i get to tell you an interview <laughs> sweet well since you brought it up I, I do have a note here from that you actually sent to me in that very first email when you first reached out to me you said you were quote running away from your family do you, do you mind sharing what you meant by that <laughs> So I, there's definitely some family challenges that I have. I absolutely love and adore my family. They are absolutely wonderful for me. Um, but sometimes I need a little space. And uh, there was a one point where I felt I actually looked up the lat long latitude, longitude of what was the furthest place from home. And I'm like, that's where I'm sailing. But Saying that, my family have been my biggest champions on this trip. Uh, my father's probably visited me in every port. My sister and my mother have come to visit me in most of them. Um, and I really couldn't have done this without them. I, my sister's at home with mom. Um, you know, my, my family is freaking awesome and really it's because of them that this is possible. So I love having them come visit in the place that I was running away from them from. Because they're freaking awesome. Because they're freaking awesome. That's, that's great. I love to hear it. My family's freaking awesome too. So can you share just a piece of advice and about, excuse me, I'm going to start that over. Lisa, can you share a piece of advice with parents who are hoping to inspire their children to travel? I guess that, you know, obviously the first thing is, is take some traveling as often as you can. But, you know, I think that, you know, sometimes travel isn't always possible. You know, a, a lot of people have day jobs. A lot of people don't have money to go take trips. So to me, I think that the best advice I could give is to turn everything into an adventure. Opt outside you know, get them to read lots of books. This is what my family did with me. Um, weekend jaunts to the city, camping in the backyard, um, you know, turn a new block in the neighborhood into, let's go visit this block this week and what have we found? You know, really, in fact, actually, the thing that I have found in my travels is how much adventure there really is in your own backyard and that you don't really have to go far afield. And, you know, traveling could be to the next block. Um, you know, my parents gave me a pretty long leash when I, I was a kid. And, you know, I remember just great times of, you know, wandering in the fields in my backyard, climbing trees with my friends, you know, again, like I said, camping out, you know. Um, and so many of my adventures started at home. Um, you know, really, I should have said my earliest travel memories were in the backyard with a flashlight in a tent with a book. <laughs> Um, <laughs> actually they were even in my bedroom with the covers over my head with a flashlight and a book. Love it. Um, <laughs> so you really don't have to go very far if you're, if you're able to take your kids sailing around the world. Awesome. But if you're able to just take them to a new block or to the city for, you know, on 
on the train for the day and take them back home. I mean, every weekend my father had us in the city. You know, when we would travel, it was like, you know, we're not going to use taxi cabs. We're going to use public transportation. Or when we're in the city, we're not going to use, you know, taxis. We're going to learn how to ride the bus system. And so it was like learning how to navigate a bus system in every single city that I visited. And, and so I was like, you know, by the time I was 13, my dad, you know, took my sister and I separately, of course, but for our junior high graduation on a trip with dad, where it was just us and dad. And uh, he was working during the day and I was riding the buses of San Francisco by myself. Wow. That is, that, that really is beautiful. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. you're. That's so awesome that your dad did that. And those are the sorts of things that I want to do with my kids when they get a little older. And those are the sorts of things that I just so highly encourage other people to do with their kids. Because like I said earlier in the interview, for me, it was my grandmother. She took time every year to take my sister and me on alternating years on trips anywhere we wanted to go in the world. And my, uh, that just had such a lasting impact. And this podcast and many of the things in my life, the, many of the wonderful things in my life would not exist had I not taken those handful of trips with her as a teenager. It just had a, such a lasting impact. Right. So if you want to have that legacy, that lasting impact on your kids or any young people in your life, like in my case, it was my grandmother. I mean, just get them out in there in the world and you know you can change their lives through through travel and adventure. And I just want to tell you, Lisa, so I like to pull a little quote, something when I'm, when I'm naming the t the episodes, the podcast episodes, I like to find a little quotable that the guest spit sometime during the interview. And for you, it's going to be turn everything into an adventure. I love that. I wrote it down. That's going to be the title <laughs> of this episode. Turn everything into an adventure with Lisa Dornfest. <laughs> So Lisa, you know, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I think also, I also think of my mother's influence in my travels as well. My mother was just as when I was a child was this very open-minded, you know, everybody's welcome in my house sort of person, always building a community. She was just all about love and all about acceptance and you know, really kind of just built this everywhere I go is a place that I want to be because the people here are so awesome. And I got that from my mom. That's, that's something to really take to heart. Cause I love that. That's something I struggle with too. It's something, again, something I love the idea of conceptually, but to have that sort of special person, <clears throat> excuse me, in your life that, you know, just, naturally builds that community around them it's those people are just so special and it sounds like your mother yeah. was one of those people so. <laughs> so lisa before we say goodbye i want to give you one last chance to to just let everybody know how they can get in touch with you and uh then we'll say farewell well i am most active on my blog i am also um secondly active on instagram twitter facebook all those sorts of things uh, you know, leave a comment on my blog. I'll, you know, be your friend forever. <laughs> forever. Forever. And again, that your blog address, lisadornfest.com. And everything we talked about today, dr Dramatic Travels family, don't worry about writing it down. It's going to be over on the show notes at dramatictravels.com. Just head over there as soon as you're done listening for all the resources, the books, the stories, the links, everything you need to know about Lisa. It's going to be right there on her show notes page. Lisa, it's been an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate you taking the time and from the other side of the planet, no less, and at night, no less. 
So, <laughs> so thanks so much, Lisa. It's really been a pleasure and hope to talk to you again soon. And we'll certainly be following your adventures on lisadornfest.com. Thanks for listening to my story. I really appreciate it. All right, my friend, that is a wrap on episode number 12 of the Dramatic Travels podcast. Really hope you enjoyed it. But for you, once again, head over to DramaticTravels.com and join the Facebook group. There's a link right there at the top of the screen at DramaticTravels.com. Bright yellow banner. Just click on it. It'll take you straight to our Facebook group, Dramatic Travels Family. We'd love to have you. All right, my friend, your emotional memories are your most powerful memories. So put some emotion in your motion. And we'll see you later.